Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspectives in honor of our homeland, Eretz Yisrael, may HaKadosh Baruch Hu protect our brave soldiers as they eradicate our enemies. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu continue to safeguard all the hostages in Gaza from harm and return them home immediately. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu comfort all those who have lost family or friends in the horrific attacks or afterwards. And may HaKadosh Baruch Hu grant a speedy recovery to all those injured in the attacks or in the war that followed. This week's Parsha Perspectives in honor of the Rafuah Shalema of Ramitai Ben Shoshana and for all those who need to experience a speedy and complete recovery. This week's Parsha Perspective is in loving memory of my dear aunt Leah Mincha Basak of Yosef, Edward Ben Ephraim, Shlomo Ben Edward, and Yerachmir Daniel Ben Gedalia. May their souls be uplifted and may their memories be a blessing. This week's Torah portion is Parsha's Todos, Light in the Darkness. Our Parsha introduces us to the third and final forefather of the Jewish nation, Yaakov Avinu. His parents, Yitzchak and Rivka, had a similar issue to his grandparents, Avram and Sarah, and they were both childless for a long time for many years. But after 20 years, HaKadosh Baruch Hu finally granted the request, and Rivka Imenu gave birth to twins, Yaakov and Esav. Even from birth, Yaakov and Esav were extreme opposites. Their firstborn Esav was naturally red, hairy, and full of energy. On the other hand, Yaakov was small and only managed to emerge from his mother's womb because he grabbed onto his brother's heel. As the two grew older, the difference between them became extremely evident. Esav was a man of the field, an expert hunter, contrasting to Yaakov's gentle and modest personality. Esav also served idols and married women from Canaan. At the same time, Yaakov Avinu studied Torah and developed his relationship with his creator, with his master in heaven, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, our father in heaven. At the age of 123 years old, Yitzchak summoned Esav and stated that he wished to bless him, but first told him to hunt an animal and prepare a meal so he could eat. Rivka, who overheard this conversation, made some food quickly and told Yaakov to put on some of Esav's clothing to trick his father Yitzchak into blessing him. And Yaakov did as his mother instructed. He put on Esav's clothes and took the meal his mother had made and went into his father's tent. And under the impression that Esav had returned, Yitzchak gave Yaakov the blessings that he intended to give Esav. And these amazing blessings included the most important one, mastery over his brother. As soon as Yitzchak concluded the blessings, Yaakov left his father's presence just as Esav returned from the field. When Esav entered his father's tent and offered him the food that he hunted and made for him, Yitzchak Avinu realized that he was tricked and informed Esav that he had already given the blessings to Yaakov Avinu. Esav, now enraged, was determined to kill his younger brother, but Rivka Imenu, his mother, already sent him far away to Haran so he can find a wife. However, a question comes to mind. Our Parsha begins with stating the lineage, the origin of Yitzchak Avinu. The Pasuk states, Ve'ila told us Yitzchak ben Avram, Avram hoilid as Yitzchak. And these are the children of Yitzchak, the son of Avraham. Avram, in fancy English, begot or gave birth with Sarah, obviously, to Yitzchak Avinu. Why does the Torah repeat the lineage of Yitzchak Avinu when he is already 40 years old and married for many years? What is this Pasuk adding to the narrative of Yitzchak Avinu? 
The leading commentary on the Torah, Rashi, Rav Shlomo Yitzchaki, gives a simple explanation. He writes that we ended last week's Torah portion by discussing Yishmael and his descendants, and so the Parsha reintroduces Yitzchak Avinu as we learn about his children and his life story. However, the Radak, Rav David Kimchi, a famous French rabbi, and the Orach HaMakadosh, Rav Chaim Ibn Attar, a Moroccan commentary and Kabbalist, give a deeper and more profound explanation. And this explanation to me is more relevant today in our painful circumstances. The Radak quotes the Talmud in Bava Metziah, that the numerical value of Hoylid, which means give birth or begot, is 55, which is the same as Duma, which means similar. Accordingly, the Radak explains that Avram Avinu and Yitzchak Avinu had similar facial features and looked alike. According to many opinions, they were identical and almost indistinguishable from each other. And the Yorach HaMakadosh takes this a step further. He writes that although Yitzchak Avinu looked like Avram Avinu, he did not have the same difficult childhood or have to make the same tough choices for the sake of God like his father Avram. He had his own holiness, his own character, his own level of sacrifice, and all they had together was their devotion and their dedication to our Creator, to our Father in Heaven. Although their aspects of their characters differed, kindness with Avram and strength with Yitzchak, their core, their essence, their soul was the same. And this lesson is ever more relevant as Jews around the world unite despite our differences through the essence, through the neshama, through the soul, the peace of God in each of us. Like Yitzchak Avinu, many of us may not have faced the same challenges or the same dilemmas as the previous generations, yet we possess a distinct level of holiness, a distinct level of character and virtue. Each person's level of sacrifice and chosen path may differ. But what unites us is a deep, unwavering commitment to our Creator, to our Father in Heaven, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this past Tuesday, November 14th, was perhaps the greatest example of it. Approximately 300,000 Jews from across America and beyond stood in solidarity with our brothers and sisters in our homeland, Eretz Yisrael. And remarkably, it wasn't just one or two communities that rallied and came together. No, every community across all level of observances stood as one proudly Jewish and unashamed of our holiness. We walk in the footsteps of giants who have set the path and demonstrated how to stand firm in the face of adversity. Avram Avinu was alive for 15 years during Yaakov's life. And the Talmud writes that Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, three generations of people, studied together for 15 hours each day. But during the other nine hours, they would serve God in their unique way. Avram with love, Yitzchak with strength, Yaakov with the combination of both. And as we just begin the month of Kislev, the month of light, and we learn that Kislev is the period where daylight becomes shorter and the darkness of the night gets longer, and the Hanukkah story is the light shines brightest on the darkest of nights. That when all hope is gone, when despair and depression take hold, we must remind ourselves to illuminate the soul's godly light and share that powerful existence with the world. I will conclude with a part of an essay from the chief Rabbi Sagada from my Lord Jonathan Sachs Sagada. Hope, not optimism, is what empowers us to take risks, to offer commitment, to give love, to bring new life into the world, to comfort the afflicted, to lift the fallen, to begin new undertakings, to live by our powerful and everlasting ideas. Have a great weekend and good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. 
send thoughts and comments to the partial perspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.